In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Today is the day, the first of three days, that we rejoice in all that our Lord has done for us. Today is Holy Thursday, or as we've taken to calling it, Maundy Thursday. Not Monday Thursday, by the way. Maundy is from Mandatum. So you could call it Mandatum Thursday. Doesn't ring off, roll off the tongue, does it? So how about Mandate Thursday or Command Thursday? What is the mandate that gives this Thursday its Maundy name? Well, we heard from St. John's Gospel, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Today we rejoice in the love of God given to us by Jesus in his word, by his baptism, and in his Eucharist, the Lord's Supper. So he washed the disciples' feet, and you got to experience how you remember his washing of you today, as each of you received absolution. It is true that Jesus washed you from head to toes in the waters of baptism. Those waters cleansed you of every spot and wrinkle and blemish that has made you new and holy in God's sight. If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. But he has washed you. And thus you do have a share with Christ. He washed you in his shed blood and thus joined you to himself. That means that Christ is your brother, and you with him are heirs of eternal life. For where there is a washing in the blood of the Passover lamb, Christ Jesus, there is forgiveness of sins. And where there is forgiveness, there is, as Luther reminds us, our life and salvation. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you. And in baptism and in the word of absolution that reminds you of your, recalls your baptism, you know God's love in Christ Jesus. You see it as he takes up the towel in the basin and serves you. Of course, Christ's love is known for you in these three holy days as you see him die in your place. This commandment is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends, he says, John 15. You are Christ's friends because he has died for you. He came into your midst as your suffering servant. As we heard tonight, he stripped off his garments, took up the towel in the basin, and washed his disciples' feet. He was stripped of his garments again and gave up his life for you, his friends. And also tonight, he feeds you with his own crucified body and blood to keep you in his love, in his righteousness, in his holiness, until the day you die and rise again with him in the new paradise. So it is on this holy day that we also remember the institution of the most blessed of meals, the Lord's Supper. But it is 
important to notice that we receive the institution of the Lord's Supper on the night when he was betrayed into the hands of sinners by his friend, Judas. And in the Jewish reckoning of the day, remember the creation, it was evening and morning, the first day. (laughs) So it is that the Lord gives his body and blood to his disciples to eat on the same day that he gave his life upon the cross for their sins. Sinners will abuse him, beat him, and deliver him over to death. In our reckoning of time, tomorrow is Good Friday, or God's Friday, the day he gave his son for the salvation of the world. But today is the beginning of Good Friday. And there would be no body and blood for you upon the altar tonight without tomorrow. For the body and blood crucified is the body and blood that we are given to eat and to drink. So, I say unto you tonight, rejoice. Rejoice in the gifts of the Lord. Rejoice in your baptism. Rejoice in his body and blood. Rejoice in his cross. That might be hard to do, isn't it? It's hard for us to sing with the angels tonight when we know that tomorrow they will weep with us at the sight of our God dead. That's why it's fitting for us to go either way, to either rejoice with great jubilation tonight or to restrain our song, to keep the Gloria Patris and the Alleluia silent. And we will withhold invocations and benedictions until the conclusion of the three days, the Easter Vigil. Even though we're restrained, even though our joy is muted, we do still rejoice. We rejoice in Christ who is crucified, in Christ who gives his gifts to us of forgiveness and life. But that means that tonight really isn't different than any other Lord's Day or any other day that we gather around our Lord's body and blood. And perhaps that's because we take Christ's words through the Apostle Paul seriously when he said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with any excellence of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Really, every Maundy Thursday and every Good Friday, each Lord's Day, even Easter Sunday, is a day that we proclaim Christ and him crucified. Our our God dead and hung upon the tree of the cross. That's because this is how our Lord would receive him, have us receive him, to receive his love. Jesus, having loved his own who were in the world, it is said he loved them to the end. He loved them to the end, even to the promised end, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. No greater love is there than this, that one man lay down his life for his friends. The Lord, your Lord, has posted your bail. He's released you from bondage to the devil. He's paid every penalty He suffered it for you. He took your place and died the death that your sins deserve. And you might think that's Good Friday, 
but that's really Maundy Thursday too. Because again, greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. So tonight, we receive his love as we eat the bread and drink the cup. He says, this is my body which is given for you. He says, this is the cup, this cup is the New Testament and my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Do this as I have given you to do it, remembering me. That is, remembering my cross. So time gets a little, I might say, wonky tonight. It's Maundy Thursday, but it's Good Friday, too. And the Lord's Supper is really a Good Friday meal. As you said in the Christian questions and their answers, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death. We proclaim the Good Friday Jesus, Christ who made the sacrifice, God's own Son doing what no blood of goats and bulls could do. His blood poured out, forgiving not the sins of that moment, but the sin, your sins and all mankind's sins forever. And of course, that same body and blood will be resurrected as proof positive that God was well pleased with his son's sacrifice. So rejoice tonight as you come and receive the body and blood of Jesus crucified for you. Receive it not just into your ears and into your, your minds, but into your mouth and into your heart. For in this eating and drinking you proclaim Good Friday, Jesus, the Lord's death until he comes. But you also remember that in Good Friday, Jesus, you have the Easter Jesus. You have your resurrection. You have life eternal. He will come again, and he will take all the faithful, living and dead, into paradise. So rejoice tonight, maybe with a bit of restraint. But rejoice knowing the Lord is good. Good like Friday. Good like tomorrow. In Jesus' name. Amen.